taking that one extra action will compound over time leading to very large changes. And the tough thing is that in the moment, it doesn't feel that significant. Just one more is really not that much. But one more today and then tomorrow and then 365 days a year for 10 years, that turns into thousands of extra reps. And that is when it really becomes significant. Welcome to School of Success, the podcast that will help you reach your goals and become the success story you've always dreamed of. Join us on our journey as we explore the strategies, tools, and tactics needed to build health, wealth, and personal development. Together, we'll uncover the secrets to living life to its fullest with host Brandon Hicks. So let's get started and make your dreams come true. Welcome back to another episode of School of Success. Today, we are going to cover the book, The Power of One More by Ed Milet. If you haven't come across Ed before, he's got a number of books as well as a great podcast to listen to. He's been in business for, I think, something like 25, 30 years and has a big focus on personal development and where I've learned a lot of the personal development skills that I've developed over the last couple of years. And so I wanted to dive into the book and cover a few of the topics that he shared and provide some actionable tips and strategies for you to potentially implement within your life as well. So the first is focused around identity. There's this great analogy that he provides in the book, which is this concept of the thermostat. And he's suggesting that your life, your identity is like a thermostat. So that analogy is, let's say inside your home, it might be 75 degrees. Outside, it might be 100 degrees. And so what's going to happen is the room is going to start heating up and your thermostat's going to notice that maybe now it's 77, 78, and your air conditioning kicks on to bring the temperature back down to 75. And the same thing happens if it's cold outside. So if it's winter, it's 32 degrees outside, that might bring the temperature down to 71, 70 degrees, and your heat is going to kick on to bring your room temperature back up to 75. What he's suggesting is that's actually very similar to how your life works and most people's life works. So what he's suggesting is that's actually how your identity and your life generally works. Let's say that you are a 75 degree person and you are doing really well in life, you're exercising, you're eating well, you're getting in shape, and all of a sudden you start heating up, you're getting to an 85. But if you haven't worked on your identity, where you actually identify as someone who is an 85 degree person or higher, then you're going to start to pull back. You might not realize it. It could be like a subconscious thing, but your mind is saying, whoa, hey, this isn't me. I'm not that healthy of a person. I'm not in shape. And you might not recognize that that's what you're saying, but you might start saying, hey, you know what? I can have that dessert that I've skipped on for the last two months. I deserve this. Or I can skip this exercise today because I've been so on point with my exercise for the last four weeks, five weeks that I deserve a day off. And what will happen is you'll start to slowly creep back to wherever your identity is. And soon enough, you'll be that 75 degree person. perfect example of this is losing weight. Say you're typically at 170 pounds, but you want to be 150. So you start eating the right food, you start exercising consistently, and you start losing weight. And you get down close to that 150 mark, but then what happens to a lot of people is they get there, and then they take their foot off the gas, and then they start to slowly creep back. 
mean, that's why they call it yo-yo diets. It's very common for people to make progress for a short period of time, several months, but then unfortunately revert back to where they originally were. And again, I've said this myself too, is I'll have a stretch of three to four months where I'm doing really well with exercise. I'm doing really well with my diet. And then the first nice day comes out. I'm like, hey, I haven't had a drink in a month. I deserve a drink. And then before you know it, I've had a couple or now I'm having one the next day because now I broke that habit that I was starting to form of limiting, whether it's the number of drinks that I'm having or that I'm limiting the number of desserts. I broke that habit. And now it's like, well, what's the big deal? You know, I have been so good for the last several months now. I deserve to reward myself. And that's where your identity is so important. As you're working to improve yourself, whether it is to lose weight, get in more shape, make more money, you need to start working on your identity and you have to get your identity to start being in line with who you intend to become. And that's the first step is to focus on your intentions. And you want to reward yourself for your intentions. I think most people focus on their outcomes and want to reward themselves for their outcomes as opposed to their intentions and the actions that they're taking. So what does that look like? That could be, I intend to be healthy or I intend to get in shape. And that intention is where it starts. It's having the awareness that you want to improve in some area of your life. And then you have that intention and that's the first step and you need to reward yourself for that. And then the second is you need to associate with others that have the identity that you intend to grow into. You want to surround yourself with people who are doing what you want to do. A practical example of that is I joined a local running group when I wanted to start running marathons. Prior to that, I had run a few half marathons on my own and I struggled with the training. I was injured. I was doing so many things wrong and it was such a struggle for me to even get to the finish line of a half marathon. And I was thinking, oh, maybe Maybe I'm not cut out for this. Maybe I wasn't chosen to be a marathon runner. I was making all these silly limiting beliefs and silly excuses. And so the way I changed that was I joined a running group where everybody was running marathons or training, intending to become a marathon runner and training for a marathon. And now all of a sudden I was surrounding myself with all these people who ran high mileage and it didn't seem weird or crazy. And so now just by association, I would now call myself a marathon runner. And at this point now I've run six. And so it's that group that you're associating yourself with that really helps you change that identity to the identity that you intend to achieve. Identity is really that foundation. You can learn how to transform your identity into what it is that you intend to improve on, whether it's health, wealth, family, friends, hobbies, whatever it is that you intend to improve on. If you can obtain that skill of getting your identity as close to where you intend to be now and start taking those actions now, once you get there in two, three, four months, maybe even a year, you won't start to revert back because the actions that you've taken day in and day out for an extended period of time now align with the identity of the person that you were trying to become. The second concept within the book that I really liked is this concept of one more try. And it is related to the power of compounding. You know, whether it's continuing to do one extra phone call or one more rep or one more action, if you can get yourself to always do one more, that will continue to compound over time. And just like how we've learned about the power of compounding within money over a long period of time, we've all seen that stat. If you invest $100 today and you get this return, over the next 30 years, that $100 will be worth $10,000 or whatever it is. Same thing is true with 
doing that extra rep, making that extra phone call, taking that one extra action will compound over time leading to very large changes. And the tough thing is that in the moment, it doesn't feel that significant. Just one more is really not that much, but one more today and then tomorrow and then 365 days a year for 10 years, that turns into thousands of extra reps. And that is when it really becomes significant. Great example from the book is a pinata at a kid's birthday party. You line the kids up, spin them around, they're taking swings, they're hitting the pinata, it seems like nothing's happening. There's no candy falling out. They're beating up the pinata and nothing's happening. Then they get discouraged. They go get distracted and go do something else. But then after rounds of getting hit, that last kid comes in and takes one swing and blows up the pinata, the candy comes out and all the kids come running back. And was it that last hit that did it? Or was it all the previous hits compounding and compounding and compounding until that last hit was the one that resulted in the win? It's obviously all of them combined. And so that's why it's really important to be focusing on this one more try. It's not that it's the 99th call where you just got lucky. It's that you had to do the 98 calls for you to gain the skills to learn how to have that conversation with the seller on the phone, and then how to handle certain objections. And by continuing to do that, you were getting closer and closer to that yes. And by continuing to do this one more, that can really help you see those significant results over a long period of time. And then the last concept that I really liked is focus on associations. We kind of touched on that in the first one, but to just to dive in deeper, what you want to be doing is looking at your close circle of people around you, whether that's friends or family. And you want to ask yourself, do these people have something that you really, really want to achieve in your life? And again, that could be for anything, financial relationships, fitness experiences, relationships with friends, family, hobbies. If the people in your inner circle don't have something that you want to strive for, then that inner circle might not be serving you. Again, I mentioned joining a running group, surrounding myself with people who run, who train for marathons. Some of them are training for ultra marathons. Long distance running is normal to them. And by me joining that group, although in the beginning I felt uncomfortable, it felt incongruent because I was not someone who ran long distance but I surrounded myself with those people and now felt that social pressure to run the distances that they were running. And of course we did that with a training program where you slowly build up over time so you can reduce risk of injury and all of that. But I slowly got to the point now where running 12 miles doesn't feel like a big deal to me. And that's because I surrounded myself with people who also were doing something that felt normal to them. And now just by associating with this group of people for a handful of months, I now associate myself with and identify as a marathon runner. And it will be like that for any other areas in your life. I joined a multifamily mastermind because I was not a real estate investor three years ago. I really didn't know what I was doing. It was all brand new to me. And I knew that if I wanted to learn and do something different, I needed to surround myself with people who were doing that. So I did just that. And a lot of my friends and family have no idea what multifamily investing is or commercial real estate investing is. A lot of them think it's really risky. It's risky to them because they don't know it. But if you surround yourself with the right people, you build the right connections, you learn who to go talk to when you have a question. You can get these questions answered. You can learn from others' mistakes so that you don't have to make those mistakes yourself. And by associating with the right people, you slowly but surely become that, where now I would describe myself as a real estate investor. I have a team of virtual assistants and we are constantly analyzing self-storage deals and making offers on self-storage facilities. We're doing the things daily that any other real estate investor would do. And therefore I am a real estate investor, but three years ago I wasn't. And so the way I got there was by getting myself into groups where people were doing the same thing and associating myself with people doing the same thing. And over time, that identity starts to change to the point where now 
that's just who you are. Again, in the beginning, it feels weird and uncomfortable because you're trying to identify as a real estate investor, even though you're not making offers, you're maybe not analyzing deals, or it's taking you a really long time to analyze a deal because it's the first time you've ever done it. And so you might think, I'm not a real estate investor. I don't know how to analyze a deal. It feels so slow, like very challenging. But if you continue to surround yourself with the right people, continue to take those actions, soon enough, you'll start to associate and identify with that identity that you want, which for me was real estate investor. So those are three of the concepts from the book that I really enjoyed. Again, Ed's got a lot of great content on social media, a couple of great books, The Power of One More, and a podcast as well, where he is bringing on guests from a multitude of different industries. And I've learned so much from following him the last couple of years. So I would definitely check out The Power of One More, a lot of great actionable steps in there, a lot that I didn't cover. So hopefully this was helpful for you all. Hey, I appreciate you listening to another episode of School of Success. I'm committed to helping others reach their full potential. So if you found value, please leave a five-star rating and review. With that, we can reach more people and help make their dreams come true.